0: This is Pete Moore on Halo Talks NYC with my good friend Brian Gallagher, who uh, is one of the founders of Throwback Fitness. Some uh, part time work with me at the uh, square on a couple of deals, so we're happy about that. Is that okay to disclose to the population? Of course, yeah. Excellent, because you're on the website. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, Brian, <laughs> welcome uh, to Halo Talks officially. Thanks, Pete. Good to sit down with you. So, uh, a couple things we want to cover today is one, um, you know, obviously you've had a similar background to me where you got a call it a financial degree from uh, from Morgan Joseph in investment banking and then uh, kind of took your uh, passion for fitness and turned it into a profession so you know take us back through your background and uh, to where we are today and then I'll start quizzing you okay
1: <laughs> so uh, I did I worked in investment banking for nine years I, I graduated with a finance degree from Penn State um, I did accounting for a couple of years right out of college and then uh, found this banking job through a friend of mine I Left Philadelphia, quit my job, moved from Philadelphia, took a new banking job. All over the span of about ten days when I was twenty-five years old. Nice. I uh, started as a first-year analyst, worked up through VP at the firm. Um, at the time, once once I became VP, um, and I'd already noticed this, that it wasn't what I wanted to do full time. Like I, I was looking at guys and seeing guys that were ten years ahead of me, and just realizing that it wasn't exactly what I wanted, what I wanted to do. Um, it was around this time that I when I started to realize this, that a friend of mine had come to me and said he had an idea for a fitness studio. Would I be interested in working on it with him? And I said, of
0: course, so this is your moonlighting. This uh, is my activity? moonlighting. Yeah. Yep. So we okay. were,
1: we were, um, and just like any good, uh, bankers, we built a business plan in PowerPoint. We dicked around in it for about six months. We were talking to people that w- would have had potential <laughs> capital that had run in, and, um, run fitness studios prior or run fitness businesses. Um, But it wasn't until we decided at one point, we were like, hey, we never even taught a class. Let's just buy some equipment and go try it out. We have no idea what we're doing. We need to learn. So we did that, and the feedback that we got from that was... Instantaneous, and we were able to turn that into the concept that we had uh, that we run today. Um, initially, we wanted to be a rowing studio, so the idea he had was for a rowing studio where we were doing rowing and kind of floor exercises. Um, the only thing we've asked—we did a bunch of beta classes when we first started—and the only thing we've asked for the people that came into the classes were to provide us feedback. So. We had about 100 unique survey responses from from the people that came in. We took that feedback. Uh, one of the most important things we learned was that people didn't like rowing for really long periods of time. Uh, so we kind of changed the concept to kind of change, take to kind of minimize the row, not minimize, but. Uh, Lessen the rowing uh, within the um, within the class. Uh, it wasn't until one weekend that my partner uh, decided to run the class almost like a basketball game. So he split the class into two teams, and he said, "Hey, we're going to play a basketball game here. But in order to earn the right to take a shot during this game, you have to complete a circuit of exercises first." Mm-hmm. Um, so what he what we noticed was that the class turned uh, from like a very indiv- individualized like Everybody working out in their own silos to everybody working out one another. It was the the camaraderie was high. People were high fiving one another. People were engaged in the workout. They were having fun. They were sweating their asses off, but not even realizing they were really getting a workout because they were so focused on the game component of the class. So that's kind of when the light bulbs went off for us. And we're like, oh, okay, let's think of any other game that we would have played as kids. And try to put our own fitness twist on it. And that's what we ended up doing. The name throwback we had originally chose when we were in our kind of rowing idea because it had the word row in it. But after we got the feedback that rowing wasn't something that everybody wanted, we're like, oh, shit, what are we going to do with this name? But then when the game component came in, it was like, oh, this could be a throwback to like gym class.
0: So it it ended up working out. Um, uh, was, I mean, dodgeball probably, I mean, headhunting Dodge- was basically allowed back in, in, when we were growing we up. We had to, ch- we had to make some rule changes. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> safety is much more prevalent than it, than it was before. I don't think I owned a, like a helmet when I was riding my bike we back don't in make, the day. <laughs> <laughs> Forget about that, no huh?
1: helmets in our class. We had to make a rule though, that one of the rules that, uh, people really liked because we would have girls that would come in the class and they were like afraid of guys who would just go completely nuts and like Fire these balls across the room hit girls in the head and like yeah. girls were like, oh, we hate dodgeball It was very polarizing uh, until we put some different rules in uh, one of one of which was that uh, Ladies can only hit ladies Ooh, or, or Guys can only hit guys okay. ladies can hit both but yeah, so once we we do dodgeball, capture the flag, any kind of like recess or camp game you would have played as a kid. Awesome. I'm sure you've done some at sleepover camps. Yeah, I only went for like 10 summers. So
0: <laughs> well, how about you? Zero. I've never Zero. went to one. Never really? went to you one. You probably go, go 10 years to camp and then re- re-ignite <laughs> this business <laughs> probably 2028, good insight. 2029. Some great insight there. Um, so, so as you were coming up with, uh, with, with the actual concept you know, you, you, was your partner from the fitness industry, just no. from childhood? Where, he you know? was from banking. We both worked in Morgan Joseph So two bankers, two bankers. Two bankers. Two bankers go in and throw back fitness. Yeah. So, so what role were you like uh, certified for and what was he certified for? Like two guys like saying, all right, let's get the uh, PowerPoint, the Excel, and we'll, we'll come up with the class content as well? That's exactly what we did. Well, we okay. went
1: right to PowerPoint first nice. and uh, we eventually got certified by AFA, which is a group fitness certification and um, Concept2, the manufacturer of the machines that we wanted to use so we did but those are the old school
0: old school. machines right
1: i mean hence our we went old school with our whole yeah, with our whole back. vibe so um we looked at the water rowers we didn't want to go too fancy so we went concept two which we which we really liked so um but yeah we neither one of us were qualified neither one of us had had understood how to run a fitness class this was kind of all things that we learned on the fly so it was it was good right we had no preconceived notions of how a class would run we didn't want to do we didn't want to copycat something else that was already out there and just change it and put our twist on it. So it was something completely original, um, that we had come up with. And I think that's because we had no prior knowledge of
0: fitness. We just both had a passion for fitness. We loved it. And, um, what, what did you, uh, when did you both decide to leave banking? Was it, was it on the same day?
1: No. So when we started, uh, we hosted our first class, um, in June of 2013. I didn't leave until February of 2014. Uh, I got asked to leave. Uh, I got let go when we had our review period. I'd already picked my might date. Might be
0: the best thing for you. I
1: think it was. I already had my date. I was going to quit. Okay. Um, and two weeks prior I got let go. Um,
0: that's probably the best way to get terminated, yeah, right? When was. you already want to leave. And you get some it, severance it out was, of it, maybe, yeah. right? Yeah. Nice. All right, cool. Um, so Start, we op- startup capital. Yeah. We'll call it. Yeah.
1: So Courtesy we opened the studio.
0: Mortgage. <laughs> it was
1: kind of like uh, capital to minimize the risk a little bit. I was like, ah, okay, if it doesn't work out for a couple months, then we right. knew, we, we thought we were going to miss our expense numbers and everything when we first started, um, but we didn't, which was great. But I left in February of 2014. We opened the studio in April of 2014, and then my partner didn't leave until sometime in 2015 i believe um he was still moonlighting so he would come and teach classes and then it came to a point where it's like hey we both need to be here full time and then he made the decision
0: how do you um to pry a little because we're we're live yeah yeah um how'd you guys split up the equity 50 50 50 50 50 -50. all right so there, there there's uh one learning lesson for everyone here is that when you uh when you start up a company and you're both in it just 50 50 sounds good and Make it happen. Go from there. We both had, we both had strengths.
1: Um, and it just so happened to be that the other person had weaknesses in that same area. So it, I mean, it really worked out well. So there's things that I like doing that he doesn't and things that he likes that I don't. And it kind of worked out perfectly.
0: Got it. And did you, did you guys, you know, create like defined roles or it was kind of like, you know, everyone's a utility uh, infielder.
1: We, we were utility infielders at
0: first. Um, in terms of running the classes and
1: everything, it was kind of both of us. We were both utility infielders. But um, in terms of, like, sales and marketing, that was more my thing. And then doing, like, setting up our mind-body software and all, like, the, the guts of, like, the operations was, was Ryan. Gotcha. And we kind of figured that out pretty early. Um,
0: Did you you guys need to put? um, Did you did you raise outside capital? We
1: did. We we raised (laughs) less than hundred thousand bucks from friends and family. Uh, We put a bunch of our own money in. And, uh, yeah, that was it. And then we were off and running. We had a very, we didn't, we didn't go ground floor space. We didn't go, we kind of went very, um, lower risk at first. Again, we didn't really know what we were doing with the fitness studio Mm -hmm. and we thought that was the best route to go. We were, we were very much students of the minimally viable product. So we were like, Hey, let's just get something out there. We'll tweak it as we go. We'll tweak it as we go. We'll learn from it. Um, but not everything has to be perfect from the start. Um, Got it. So did you go demo. on
0: ClassPass or did you go, what we did what'd you end up doing? So
1: we started just about the same time ClassPass was starting. They were actually Classivity when they came to us Oh, and Classtivity, said, yeah, yeah,
0: Classtivity. Came yeah.
1: to us and said, uh, hey, we're starting this concept. We're going to send people your way. Um, are you interested? And we're like, the, the first thing you want as a new business is just customers coming sure. in your door. So uh-huh. we were like, absolutely, let's do it. I think we were actually probably one of their first, I want to say one of their first 25 studios or so. We were pretty early on. But we did we did work with them a lot. We've done a lot with them in the past. We've, we do a lot of events with them, um, had a solid relationship with them for the past five years.
0: So So after you, you got uh, your sea legs here in, in actually running the classes and creating the programming, what was the what was the next milestone to, to figure out, okay, we're gonna go and train other people versus go and uh, you know build more of your own locations?
1: So So we saw we saw trends in the industry that we weren't that we thought weren't going to end um that weren't kind of doing well for us Top line wise, so we were getting slowly, slowly getting more people in the door, but we were getting less money per customer, and that was Mm -hmm. a trend that we didn't see reversing uh, anytime soon. So we decided that when it came time to renew the lease, that we that we were like, hey, we have an idea that we think is is better suited for us and a better way to expand. And so we we jumped on that. And the idea what we had was to uh, certify teachers to teach the program that we had developed, so the Throwback Fitness kind of whole program that we went into. The fitness concept with, we started training uh, instructors on how to teach that. And so there's a lot of little things that they learn about how to kind of incorporate a game layer and make the workouts fun. So that was our main thing going in, was to make this fun. How can we, how can we um, kind of distract people from the fact that they're working out? We know that a lot of people know they need to work out, but more so look at it as a chore, as opposed to something that's fun that they want to actually do. Um, So, that was kind of our main goal going into it.
0: So, and and part of the podcast here is for entrepreneurs who are looking to get into the sector, you know, thinking about the sequential steps you need to take in order to, to build a scalable business. So, when you guys said, "Okay, look, I'm not renewing the lease. I want to train people, and given your, you know, you, you're really good at Microsoft Excel from being a banker, and <laughs> you know, putting numbers on a page and saying, "Hey, we get X, you know, number of locations multiplied by X number of trainers. Here, bam, revenue's done, and you know, you grow at 400%. Now, like, you got actually execute on that. So, like, what are the, what were the top couple of, you know, top three or top five things that you guys said? Okay, look, I need to have, you know, an operations manual. I need to like you know, go to trade shows, how'd you guys think about that? Because, you know, you're really pivoting from, uh, you know, one location and, you know, you kind of control your personality can run a class versus, you know, training someone to, to run it. So, I mean, the main thing, yes, was a manual. We had, we had realized that we had
1: created so many little things over the course of the, f- of the four years that we were teaching classes that we were like, wow, we need, really need to get all this on paper to kind of figure out a way to teach um, mm-hmm. others to do it. We basically, had to build a certification <laughs> program uh, from scratch, something that we could pass on to somebody that had never heard of us, and they could figure it out how do we do that? And that was probably the main thing that, I mean, that we're still kind of putting together and still kind of learning as we go. We, we just started this certification business probably in the last five months or so. And
0: did you, did you do straight to video? Did you do actually a written book? Or we a did a project? written
1: book and, and PowerPoint, just like bankers really? would. Right. That's good. <laughs> and we did, uh, we've, we've recently built the whole platform online now. So somebody, we can, we can reach out to anybody anywhere and have them take the certification. How much uh, is online. a
0: certification? How long does it take?
1: So it's $200 per person. Um, it's a one-time fee. They don't have to get certified annually. Uh, it takes probably two to three hours. And, uh, there's an app that we also had built, um, where we release the class content, three classes a month that they are then free to teach wherever they are okay. instructors.
0: And then what's, uh, so, so after you got the manual done, uh, what was your, you know, your marketing or sales plan? So just trying to reach
1: out to as many people as we can using LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, uh, cold calls, cold cold emails, just getting leads from wherever we can. Um, and just kind of, we, we figured we're like an online marketing company now. It's just figuring out how to get people, um, to figure out who we are and, and, and figure out what we do and figure out something that they want to do. So, um, We've basically become just a marketing, it's almost like a marketing company. Yeah. once you create all the materials that you need, uh, then it's just figuring out who's the right people to, to use them.
0: And, and when you when you started to try and figure that out, like some people say, okay, we're going to identify my you know exact perfect customer, and I'm going to say, okay, look, I'm going to go after this health club chain, I'm going to go after these smaller boutiques that have some additional... Space that they could probably use, and you know, help them optimize their their revenue per day. So, and some people just say, "Hey, look, let me just throw it out there and see see who who's interested." So, what what was your approach, and what you find that worked and what didn't?
1: So, we're focused right now um, as our first as our first uh, group, uh, YMCA's. Um, they have a very strong core belief and 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 value in that in that kind of family uh, community setting, and we think our workout helps. Kind of build that within the facilities or within the walls of their facilities. Um, we've seen it in our own studio where people have come in and didn't know anybody that came in the classes. After two or three classes, they had met people that they're still friends with. So we feel that like that's something that the YMCA's would value, and it's turning out to be true. Is that their first five clients are all YMCA facilities?
0: So are they are they paying for their uh, trainers or instructors to come do this three hour intensive, and then they're ready to go? Yeah they they're, can teach they're paying it. For it. Yeah.
1: So one of the pain points that we found, uh, just doing initial research and talking to potential customers and seeing what, cause there are other, there are other platforms out there like this, right. um, that do something similar, but a lot of them are way more expensive and take a lot more time upfront to get people, um, to, to, to complete the certification. Like mm-hmm. it might, some, some of them were saying to me like, Hey, we, we sign up for this and then it takes them months to learn the choreography. Um, it's super expensive. They charge the facilities and the instructors. Uh, so we're trying to think of a way that we could get around that. So we're we're kind of thinking up of, of a like a, our kind of slogan or key thing that we're thinking of is learn this today, teach it tomorrow. So you could literally take the certification today, you sign up for the app, you download the app, you can teach your first class tomorrow. Um, so we're trying to get it out there, trying to get it make it accessible for a lot more instructors
0: to do. What do you do you, after someone gets certified? Do they Get the logo and do they like put that on the class schedule and get the description and all that? Yep.
1: We provide them with images and copy and uh, that they are free to use wherever they teach. So we don't actually have technically we don't have an agreement with the facility um, unless the facility is paying for all the instructors to be certified. But we could we could go into a facility, talk to one instructor and they can teach it at five different places if they want, if they take Mm -hmm. the certification. And then they can put that as they put the classes on the schedule, they use our name.
0: Got it. So, so clearly at two hundred dollars per person, and you're not getting a monthly subscription fee from you know like a Les Mills or or some of these other body pump and and things like that. You're really looking for the the most amount of people, the least amount of friction in the in the process. And you know what? How do you um, you from your investor standpoint, from your standpoint, you know what kind of realistic goals do do you have? Like you, you know, could this be the next? Zumba where you're, you know, hundreds of thousands of instructors and they're all, you know, kind of playing off of that uh, scheduling and they can say, hey, one or two classes uh, a day is going to be is going to be ours.
1: Well, there's others out there that we're looking at in terms of what we're aspiring to be, and they have anywhere from ten to 20,000 certified instructors. Um, So somewhere in that range would be ideal for us in getting in a lot of facilities. Uh, We have a goal to get into all the YMCAs. So what we're doing now is reaching out to YMCAs on an individual basis. um, And the plan is to get it in, hopefully, 25 to 50 YMCAs within the next year. And then there might be a play to get it into a region or talk to people at USA and see if there's some kind of national role that we can do or partnership we can do with them.
0: And is Throwback just for adults? Is there like a teen or a, a kids component to this? Because obviously, you got all these games that I'd like to be participating in.
1: There is not a teen or kid component yet. I've taught this. I've actually taught this at middle schools because okay. people had asked me uh, if this would work for kids, and quite a few of the YMCA's that we've talked to have asked about kids programs as well. Because I think that's the part that's kind of the demographic that they struggle with the most. Like, how do we keep these teens, tweens and teens, like entertained. Right. Um, and they are looking at this as possibly a way to do that. Um, and it's also something that parents can do with their little ones. Like a lot of them are looking at this as like, Hey, this could be like a Friday night family program that we run with kids. Um, so that's another kind of angle or other angles that we're looking at.
0: Gotcha. And then, um, I know you've been on the road a fair amount. So are you on the road because you're actually hosting? Events where people are getting certified, or are you trying to stick everything online. Trying to stick everything
1: online, but we the 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 um the first certifications that we've done have all been in person. So I've 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 gone to Jersey to do them. gone to Philadelphia. We have our largest one that we have ten instructors is in Western Ontario. So I flew up there to do a okay. certification. Um, so we are trying to get it online, uh, but we will travel to go do the certifications as well. But ideally, yeah, that people can just because then it's, it's it's hard to it's hard to get hey, 30 stru- instructors all to be at the same place at the same time. If it's online, they can do it on their own time. They don't have to do it all in one shot. They can just find whenever they have a spare 30, 50 minutes and do pieces of it at a time and then finish it up whenever they are free.
0: Gotcha. So, you know, as you look at the partnership that you formed uh, w- with Ryan, that was, you know, over three and a half years ago mm-hmm. at this point, you know, how has the uh, – the, the excitement of like, hey, we're setting up this new business and it's going to be awesome and we're going to do XYZ and now it's kind of like, settled in like okay it's it's exciting but like we got to grind this out and we're we know every day we're, we're making progress but yeah. like you know this isn't like you know the new restaurant yeah, or no. like you know <laughs> you know the new boutique so how do you how do you gauge success for yourself and kind of keep yourself motivated and say like okay I'm here and I know if somebody wants to try and do what I'm doing you know good luck you know yeah. take 36 months to catch up to where I am and yeah. so and obviously there's so many things that are happening in the space that you know it's kind of you know, sensory overload. So how do you kind of talk about like on the personal side, one, how is you and your partner, like you're not at a hundred million dollar business yet, you know? And, and, and so how do you, how do you think about that and give us like the human side of like being an entrepreneur?
1: So uh, the human side is, is basically, so I look at it this way when you're in it, when you're in it, when we were in our corporate jobs 10 years ago or so emotionally, it's very stable, right? You just don't mess up. You don't get fired. You get a paycheck every couple of weeks. Right. It's pretty it's pretty straightforward. Might you might hit some you might hit some stresses, but running a business, I feel like you're emotional, like you're if you looked at a chart of your kind of emotional highs and lows. It's much more, it's much more erratic, uh, from the day to day. So you could have one day you get a phone call where like everything is, everything is perfect. You get a phone call, like you get a big customer or something and it's great. And then the next day you get a, you get a letter under your door. Like we did with our studio. It's like, Hey, we found a new tenant that wants a five-year lease. You got to move out in 30 days. We're like, okay. (laughs) So it's like, it's very different. Um, what we try to do is just every time we get like a very, um, even if it's the smallest sort of like victory, I mean, this is nothing new, like right? small wins, celebrate everything. Sometimes when we have something big happen, we'll go out to dinner or something like that. Like we'll go hang out and talk about what our next steps are, what our plans are. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause it does get hard and you're right. It, things are exciting and shiny and new when they first open. And then or when they first start, and then you realize you're like, Oh man, there's a lot of work ahead of us. We just got to set a plan and get to it and kind of take little steps to get there. But as you experience Little wins and little positives, uh, just take time to like celebrate them. Say, say you appreciate your partner, like, hey, this is great. You did this. Thanks for doing this, that kind of thing. I mean, it feels like it's almost like a marriage. I feel like. uh,
0: Right. Well, 50 50 also, like you see a lot of 50 50 partnerships, you know, unravel into, you know, legal buy sell agreements and, you know, like Russian roulette and things like that, you know, like (laughs) buy sell clauses and whoever puts a number up first, like then the person has to accept it or pay it. I mean, I've seen some some crazy situations. Uh, In Integrity Square, we've been around for nine years. So, when when someone's like, oh, you know, I haven't heard of you, I'm like, well, I've been doing this for a long time. (laughs) So, thanks for noticing, finally. (laughs) Um, So, you know, as you look towards like building a sustainable business, obviously, you got the background to understand, you know, how I scale business. And, and, you know, I got to spend money on sales and marketing. And we got one of our quotes in our our calendar that says... um, the only way to like, uh, print money is uh, like either get a, go to the mint or advertise. Like there's no way around it. You know, it's like, there's two ways to, to do that. Um, so, so how do you think about like, what's your, what's, what's the niche that when, you know, someone says, okay, throwback fitness is, you know, what's the, what's, what's the, like the all encompassing, like tagline.
1: We try to think of it as the, as the, as the world's funnest workout, just something that's fun. And then we can put in a facility that's going to appreciate that. And, and kind of want that kind of workout in their place. So some 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 studios or some gyms, we realize it's not going to be on brand for them. And that's fine. It's not going to work. It's not a one-size-fits-all thing where every facility is going to go after this. Um, we found ones that we think like it. Uh, so we're going to focus on getting it into as many of them as we can. But yeah, just figuring out what your target is and who are the people that are going to appreciate what you're offering um, and trying to accommodate them and, and focus on them is kind of our strategy for now. And just... Grinding it out. We know what we have to do. Now it's just a matter of day in and day out doing it.
0: Yeah, the guy, uh, the the CEO of ABC Financial, uh, we had him on and they had, uh, this guy Paul Schaller. he had 8,500 uh, health club accounts. And he's like, yeah, we're a 38-year overnight success. You know, his comment <laughs> yeah. was like, hey, man, you got to hit every location and you got to, like, have, form a relationship and you got to. Yeah get the instructors rolled down and get it on the calendar. Is like, there's, you know, there's no way around hard work. So, well, congrats on, on where you're at. We like to uh, think that you're in like the third inning here. So
1: yeah, I uh, hope that
0: we could be true. helpful in uh, in helping you pl- continue to play the game and get some more accounts and, uh, and you know, uh, do some celebrity, uh, you know, dodgeball together.
1: It'd be fantastic.
0: All right, man. Thanks for being on the show. <laughs> thanks, Pete. Thanks Good for having me. You. you got it. <laughs>